Hey, good morning. Great day, Mike here. Hope you guys are doing well. Hey, I want to cut a couple of recordings here for you all, give you some updates and some things that we're doing here. But today I want to get into uh, some processes here for you guys to think about in your business. You know, I'm hearing often that we're getting leads and we're, uh, we're, we're creating opportunities, we're having conversations with people, but we are not doing our very best to fully qualify out people to get the, vet, to get the best outcome for yourselves in the whole process here. We must keep in mind that there is a step to this process, meaning that a result comes from what occurs through a series of events. Your goal, your outcome is only going to happen when you follow certain steps, meaning that the results that you get from getting an appointment are preceded by the qualification of a client, preceded by a follow-up, preceded by a lead gen activity making calls, social media, whatever the case is. So it is connecting the dots here that makes it critically important for you to get the greatest result, the best outcome for yourself, which I'm assuming all of you want, in order to achieve the goals that you have set for yourself. It cannot be arbitrary. It cannot be, well, I, I don't want to really ask these people any questions because I'm not sure that they'll answer them or um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really uh, do it that way because somebody else is telling me differently such as our brokers or our team leaders because everybody has their opinion about what needs to be done I've been in sales for over 40 years in the real estate world for over 38 years and I understand clearly and I've studied it voraciously with the very best people in the world in terms of sales sales processes closing 5,500 plus transactions myself along with my teams without question and we have studied the intricacies of what makes very successful people very successful and people that do average or below average and we find that the people that do above and meaning the top five to ten percent of all the top salespeople have strategically set game plans when they're working their business on one side the other side of it is they have strategically predefined steps that they know that they must go through in order to achieve a particular goal or outcome again one thing does not happen without another it's a series of events that must go hand in hand in order to achieve a particular goal and outcome so on this particular recording I want to step into something to talk to you guys about qualifying for maximum results in your business, improving the results that you're getting. You know, the important thing about pre-qualifying your clients, your prospects, it allows you to do several things. And one, you better understand the needs, wants, and desires of your prospects. You understand how they make their buying decisions. You better understand their personality style so you can present to them in a way that they like to be presented to. Very important to understand that. Next, we must qualify 100% of the time. And oftentimes I get, well, Mike, you know, I already know some things, so here's the reason why we must do it each and every time systematically organized and, frankly, guys, not overcomplicated. 
You have a series of questions, you ask them, you interact with them, and you get to the bottom line with those questions. Here's the reason, uh, you know, why we, why we must qualify 100% of the time, because we don't want to leave any stone unturned in being able to deliver a great presentation whether it's a simple preview or a, an interaction or a formalized, a formalized presentation, listing or buyer presentation. All of the questions in your qualifying process are designed, keep in mind here, they're designed to gather all of the facts and data that, so we can make our presentation accordingly. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've worked with clients and I've asked them about the most recent presentations they've made and they failed to get a couple of con to get a contract signed. And when I asked them if they qualified them 100%, they would invariably say they did not. They missed one question, one question that could have twisted the opportunity into a signed agreement that could make them five, 10, 15, 20, 30, 50, hundred thousand dollars in some cases because there was a decision that the salesperson made that, well, you know, I don't think I should ask them this because it'll, it'll insult them or whatever. You know, listen, I want you to consider going to your doctor, telling him you need brain surgery and saying, don't ask me any questions because I feel you have the competency to do the job and to get it done. You don't want them to find out what is really wrong. Maybe you just simply need to take two Advil, call me in the morning. Okay, I'm not really sure. So invariably, we have, this, is the, this is the challenge that we must face, and we must overcome this. We must overcome it right now, here, and in this moment. This, again, is not that complicated. It's actually rather simple. Next thing, it does separate you from everybody else, because everybody else, if you're doing it inconsistently, incomplete, then only imagine people who are not listening to this particular recording are doing it worse than you. And that's a crazy thought to have. That's your competition. And the public defines who we are, our professionalism, by everybody that they come in contact with. And if everybody's doing the same thing, which is weak and unprofessional, then they're going to perceive everybody that they talk to, even though you may not be unprofessional and weak and inconsistent, okay, they're going to perceive you as part of that bucket of your like in your competition so here's the other point here we must ask ourselves why don't we do it well you know really come on why don't we qualify people what are we worried about and there's a couple of basic reasons and we feel like we're invading people's privacy yeah you know I don't I, I just don't feel like I should ask them any questions you know maybe you know I'll insult them as I said a few seconds ago understand that it's very important to know as much information as we can about our prospects wants needs and desires and I frankly believe that it is our obligation it is your and my responsibility to learn as much as we can because it is in their best interest our prospects best interest for us to be well informed about their circumstances now another reason why we don't qualify is because we feel that in in our general conversations with the prospect now listen carefully to me here that in our general conversations with the prospect we we've probably asked them some questions that we have received some answers from them and therefore there's no real real need to formally confirm and qualify them at a deeper level 
So you have a general conversation on the phone. You're, you're just basically looking to find out some data, some information. You're maybe attempting to set an appointment. You've got a list of opportunities like expired listings or by owners or canceled or probate or whatever the case might be or a referral for that matter, even the same thing, more specifically there, right? So we feel we ask them some questions, and we feel like that's plenty. It's good enough information for me. So we feel that we have enough data that's going to help us get the outcome that we want, when in reality, we haven't done a, a, a deep enough job to clearly understand what their motivation is, why they're doing what they're doing, how soon they want to do it, and the list goes on. So it's critical that we understand the difference between general conversations versus being very specific is critical to our outcome here. So let me clear that up. While they both do the same, general conversations are where we typically just simply our goal is to build rapport that we could build a better connection with our prospects. Now, once we have set a specific appointment, as a result of that rapport building, determining their needs, wants, and desires at the base level, the fundamental, okay, it is now time and is it incumbent upon us to go deeper. Now, once you set the specific appointment, it's time to get specifically and completely, you must be specific and complete in qualifying your prospects at a much deeper level. So you are completely clear. You don't want to go into the operating room with anything hanging out there. There's no need to be lingering when all you need to have done was ask some simple questions, do some quick, do some, some deep evaluation. Okay? Now, the best way to solve this particular dilemma is to simply let the prospect know that you have some very specific questions that you now must, and you use the words now must, ask before meeting with them so you are fully, let me embellish that, fully prepared. You are fully prepared. And you say it, Mr. Seller, so I am fully prepared, and I'll get to that in a second. I'm fully prepared for your time together. When you get into a specific question that you may have already discussed with them, all you need to do is reconfirm. And this is the key. Great salespeople understand this. They reconfirm what they've originally talked about. You know, Mr. Seller, we talked about this before. Let me confirm that you said you wanted to move to Palm Beach. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Fantastic. And I understood you to say that you were going there because you wanted to cut down your commuting time and you've got family who lives up there and you needed a bigger house. Is that fair to say? Is that correct? Yes, it is. So you, there's no need to be embarrassed because you say, well, I asked them before where they were moving, so I don't want to ask them that question again. I feel like an idiot. Well, you'd be an idiot if you get there and you didn't really verify everything that you heard because the second time around, the third time around, gets deeper and deeper into the core of an individual's motivation, and it gets you understanding them better. Besides just the motivation, it gets you to better hear them out and let them express. You know what you said today and you ask them that question again tomorrow, the answer could be totally different. Or the way that you presented it and they took it and they gave you an answer and then you ask them a second time and they didn't understand the interpretation of the response and they gave you something totally different because of that. We're humans. You do it. I do it. Our prospects do it. Let's not forget that. 
So here's a question or here's an example for that, Mr. Seller, to confirm, as I said, you said that you're moving to West Palm Beach. Is that correct? And you mentioned that you would like to be there in the next three months. Is that correct? Very simple. Well, Mike, I already asked him that question. I don't care. <laughs> okay? I don't care. What I do care about is you doing the right thing for yourself and for the prospect. There is no need to worry about this, go into therapy, have 25 coaching sessions to figure this thought out. Just keep in mind, as a professional, we're verifying. That's why when you go to the doctor's office, they take your blood and they say, okay, we need to do an examination. They take everything. Then the doctor recommends surgery. They don't go off the first blood test. They do it again. And even sometimes three or four times. I remember when my dad was going to the doctors every now and again when he was sick. Okay, it wasn't the first time, it wasn't the second time. Before they made a final decision, they took his blood pressure for the 15th time just to make sure. And you know how that made me feel as the son of my father? Beautiful. How it made my father feel? Fantastic. Because they're confirming, they're validating, they're affirming exactly what the deal is. So, what happens to real estate agents who don't qualify their prospects? Hey, that's a great question. They spend a lot of frustrated time. They, they spend a lot of time frustrated with themselves. Okay? They take overpriced listings, they, and, they, and, and they take them for shorter periods of time, and they take them for probably reduced commissions because they didn't figure out what they needed to do in this process. They attend a lot of unqualified appointments, thus getting fewer contracts signed because I find it's a lot of waste of time. And even if they do take the listing, they're probably taking them from really unmotivated people. And, oh, well, I'm just going to take a listing because I could use it on my books to sound good on social media. Or they want to have something because they have nothing. And so they take anything they can at an overpriced process, under, uh, overpriced, under-delivered service, just to say that I have something to impress, whether it's themselves, their coach, their broker, their family, whatever the case is. Unacceptable, guys. There's no need for you to do that, I promise you. If you do the previous steps in this whole process, such as finding opportunity day in and day out, you will never have to worry about being without. In other words, if you find that you cannot serve somebody because you ask them some serious, in-depth questions, you'll never be, and you, and you have to reject them, You'll never be without if you, if you do the other steps, which are, which are prospecting, lead generation, because you're going to always have more than you can oftentimes handle. You might say, well, that's not the case here, but I'm not going to get into that now, but understand where I'm coming from here. You don't need to do that. So agents don't qualify their prospects and appointments. Are, are the ones that do, let me say it this way, the ones that do qualify those appointments and their prospects are able to focus on activities that create income for themselves. They're not spinning their wheels trying to market an unsellable listing or wasting their time trying to convince sellers to reduce their price or argue with them when a contract comes in and it's at market price when your seller is at above price and you've got to waste your time trying to convince everybody in the whole process, try to get a discount on the property. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, At the end of the day, guys, when you think about this, Finally, you'll have, you'll have less client problems when you qualify people well. 
Keep that in mind. You'll have less client problems, and you're going to have more business because you set the standards yourself for your business, not the clients. Always remember, you are the, they are the patient, and you are the doctor. You, they are the patient, and you are the doctor. So let's wrap this up with a couple of quick thoughts for you, okay? So keep this in mind as you go through these processes. Spend as much time, more time, invaluable time, qualifying people before investing time and meeting with them, okay? Now, sometimes you might have to go out there, build a rapport, and go out and meet somebody before you get into any in-depth presentation process. That's what we call previewing, shaking somebody's hand, meeting them, etc. Taking out of the account of what's currently going on at the time of this recording, we're in the middle of a health crisis, but it has no bearing on the goal here of what I'm trying to get across to you. My goal here for you is to qualify as much as possible before meeting with them. I'll give you a quick example. If I'm calling a buy owner up and I say, my name is Mike with ABC Realty, and I'm calling to see if your house is still for sale, great, I'm glad to hear it is. By the way, are you open to paying a commission if I refer a buyer to you? Sure, but we're not gonna list the home with you. Not a problem. When would be a good time for me today to come by? Would four o'clock be good or would five o'clock be better for you? Perfect. I'll be there at 5 o'clock. Just to confirm, I have your address here, which some agents do not do. They just see an address and they assume that's what it is. And most of the time it is, right? But we just, nice thing to do. Let's, let's confirm that one too. Let's qualify the address, right? So just to confirm, Mr. Jones, your address is 125 Apple Street. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate your time. I look forward to seeing you at 5 today. Hey, by the way, just out of curiosity, before I come and meet you today, what, what's your goal in selling? What is your objective? What are you trying to accomplish here? I give you an answer, whatever that might be. Terrific. And just out of curiosity, again, when you sell, what is your timeline? Ideally quote unquote, ideally, when would you like to be moved? And they give you an answer. Perfect. Well, listen, I look forward to meeting you again today at five. If you have any questions, you have my number, give me a call. And in the meantime, I'll look forward to seeing you at five today. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye-bye for now. Again, qualify before investing time. Well, we really don't need to sell. The property is listed with somebody else. And uh, if you have a buyer, you know, bring them by. Otherwise, don't waste your time. You, you'll, you'll never be without because you're making calls and you're going to get clarity with this question. Next point here is keep your, keep your qualifying questions with you at all time. Keep them with you all the time. You should have them in your office. You should have them in your car. You should have them at your home with you if you're working out of your home, which most of us are today, and when you're previewing homes. You need to have your qualifying questions with you. Not only have them with you, but you should really memorize them, ideally. But don't worry about memorizing them because, <coughs> excuse me, you do want to take them with you and have them in a formal setting, whether it's on the phone or face-to-face. -face. You want to have the document there, and that's attached in this email that you're going to be getting here with this recording. Okay. The next thing is look for people that have to sell while you're qualifying them. Look for people that have to sell. 
Now, I know sometimes, you know, where some people just want to sell and they want to try to get the best they can. You know, that might be okay in some kids' situations, but again, the mindset must be, let me say it this way to make it easy for all of us, that we ideally, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, right, that it is better to work with people that have to do something versus people that want to do something. It makes your life easier. Sellers that have to sell are more inclined to answer your questions when you ask them, and, uh, and they're more inclined to set appointments with you versus sellers who just want to be doing something. So be clear on what might the motivation. Is it job, divorce, uh, financial difficulties, buying a bigger home because they can't get up and uh, they, they need to, they're having children and they need a bigger space. They want to get a smaller home because they can't get up and down the stairs any longer or they're now empty nesters. Okay. And obviously there's a few others. So work ideally with people that have to and be cautious of the people that want to. And it's even more important with people that want to sell because there's no primary motivation except I want to try to get as much as I can. And if I don't sell it, it's not a big deal. So it is incumbent upon you to go even deeper with those folks. And frankly, it's a little bit more work, if not a lot more work, when there's little motivation. Keep that in mind. Keep in mind next is that your competition, as I said a few seconds ago, ever, if rarely, qualifies people, thus making you, you, point to your chest and say, me, me, okay, you, look more professional in the eyes of the prospects. They never get this from anybody else. They're only getting it from you because you're listening to this, God willing, you're going to implement it, right? So at the end of the day, your competition rarely does it. Forget the TV shows that you see and they come in. You miss behind the scenes. What's behind the curtain of the wizard? You don't understand that. I don't understand it. I, I could probably guess. You could probably guess. But at the end of the day, listen, we must do this because it separates us from everybody else. Now, the sellers, the prospects might go, wait a minute there, Buckwheat. I don't know what's going on here. Where are you? Why are you all of a sudden you asking me all these questions? Nobody in the history of real estate has ever asked me these questions. So they might see something as unique and new to the world. Wow, that's impressive. You know what? At the end of the day, it's not new to them when they go to their doctor, their dentist, to go buy a car, to do anything at professional levels, whether it's even buying a computer, a pair of shoes, or a, a dress or a suit. It's all qualified. Listen, walk into Nordstrom's and go buy a suit. Ladies, men, do the same thing. Go buy a pair of shoes if you can get into a store today based on the time of this recording. But you all know what I mean. All right? So keep that in mind. Your, 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 your competition rarely does it, and thus you're going to be separated from the pack, boom, right away. If you're working with buyers, okay, if you're working with buyers, have your lender qualify the buyer from their financial perspective, and you qualify them regarding their home and their motivation. Don't try to, you should know what to qualify people on in terms of monies. You should understand some elements and some fundamentals. I was taught in the very beginning of my career to understand exactly what it takes to qualify somebody, but I never used it. I always threw it off to my guy, Bob, who worked at the Loan Depot in the Gables. Great guy. At the end of the day, 
He did everything. I just basically understood it. But as your goal here is to have them. If you have staff, here's another point. If you have staff and you have somebody that works with you as an assistant, if you will, doesn't matter. It may many times be easier to have them asking the qualifying questions than yourself. And don't be afraid to let your staff ask the questions. Just make sure your staff is trained like you would be because they're speaking on your behalf. So it's important that they get that. When possible, qualify when you set the appointment. See, sometimes people book an appointment and then they say, okay, Mike, this makes sense. I'll ask them some questions. No problem. Okay. But then what they end up doing is they ask questions at another time. They figure, I'm going to book the appointment. I don't want to waste the person's time. I've been on the phone with them 15, 20 minutes already, and I'm going to ask them some bunch more questions. They're going to freak out and cancel the appointment. Listen, if they freak out because you asked them to, to ask and answer some questions so you can be fully prepared for your time together, and they cancel the appointment, then maybe it wasn't a real appointment in the first place. Maybe you must go back and reconfirm what you thought was an appointment when in reality it wasn't. Or they just wanted to sell, they didn't have to sell. Number of factors we have to take into account here. My goal here is to share with you, listen, at the end of my conversation when I book the appointment, so Mr. Seller, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow at six o'clock with you and your wife, Mary, fantastic. Hey, before I come out, just to confirm your address, I have 125 Apple Street, correct? Yes, it is. Okay, they're not going to say that. They're not going to say, what do you mean you don't know my address? I'm just confirming the street because sometimes, you know, technology doesn't make it all correct all the time. Oh, okay, you're right. I get that all the time. And they're going to say that to you because they're human beings. We just feel like we're impenetrable as salespeople, so we shouldn't ask that question. We think we, think we should know it all, right? Just verify it. And great, before I come out, there's a number of questions I need to ask just so I'm fully prepared for our time together. You got a couple of quick seconds. Now, either they say, yes, I do, fantastic, and you get into your questions, which I'll be in another recording, or they say, you know, listen, Mike, I got to go to another appointment here. I appreciate your time. I look forward to seeing you, and we'll talk about these questions when you get over to the house. Well, you know what, Mr. Seller, I appreciate that. In all due respect, before I meet with you and Mary, there are some questions I must ask, and you've got to use the words must, M-U-S-T, ask before meeting with you. So again, so I am fully prepared for our time together. When would be the next best time that we could meet? Can we speak in, say, an hour or uh, let's say at, a, at 11.30 or would, say, 2 o'clock work for you this afternoon? And again, guys, just negotiate a follow-up time and do not go on the appointment on the assumption that you can get all your questions answered at the appointment. That's not the goal here. You would be, you know, I would, it would be a bad thing if you got all the way to this point and you didn't listen to a word I said. You don't want to go on these appointments doing that, right? But anyway, my point is just set the next best time for the appointment. And the appointment is the questions. That's your first appointment with them and just go from there. All right, so don't be concerned about, um, it, it, you know, at the end of the day that you can't ask the questions right away, but make the attempt. You got them on the phone, do it right then and there. If it makes sense, do it. If it doesn't make sense, again, schedule a specific time and make sure that you confirm that by being on that call. If you said, okay, I'll talk to you at two o'clock this afternoon, and they say, yes, that's not a problem, 
great, I'll call you at two o'clock from this number. Is this the best number to call you at? Yes, it is. Great, I appreciate the opportunity. I'll talk to you at two. Have a great rest of the morning. Boom, and you're done. Move on, okay? Now, here's the thing. Some, come, some As we wind this down here, which I will, I promise you, but at the end of the day, this is radically huge, capital letters, bold, underlined in red, radically important that we get this cleared up here, okay? Now, here's the other thing and some final points to you, okay? Qualifying will allow you to have more confidence and enthusiasm when you go on your appointments. That would be great, wouldn't it? Wow, I'm walking in. I know all the answers to their challenges. I asked them a bunch of questions. I am clean and green, ready to go, man, making it happen. All right? So at the end of the day, you need to have more confidence because 80% of your presentation is in your posturing, in your positioning, in your body language, your tonality. It's not about all of those questions you ask. Those questions that you ask got you prepared to be in a, in a position of power and strength. Not to crush the prospect, but to give them the very, very best so they can solve their major life-changing problem, if that makes sense. So it'll give you confidence and it'll give you enthusiasm because you're going to be there and you're going to be excited to support them. Next, it's okay to lose an appointment. Guys, it's okay, I promise you. It's okay to lose an appointment when you qualify people. There's going to be times when you say, you know what, this is not working out here. This doesn't make any sense. They don't want to, first of all, answer my questions, which is a priority. If they don't want to answer the question, well, I don't want to answer that question. Well, I can't meet you. Well, what do you mean? Just come on over. I'll show you what I can, what, tell me what you do. Well, you know, Ms. Seller, how I work is I must ask all of these questions in order to best rec make my recommendation. Does that make sense? Does that sound fair? Well, no, I, I, I'm not. Listen, I, I don't have time for this. If, if you want to try to take my listing and you want to see if you can help me, then you just do what I tell you. No, I'm sorry. I can't work that way. Or it might be not worth it for you to list that property. Example might be. Hey, how much do you own the property? $300,000. How much do you want to sell the property? Well, they've, let's reverse this. How much do you want to sell the property for? $300,000. How much do you own the property? $300,000. Now, you might have to ask yourself, is this person going to be able to pay a commission if I do sell their home? What if assuming that it's worth that much, that would be something you must ask them. If it's worth less, right, meaning maybe it's worth 290 then you're really up a creek, correct? Now, if they do say that and you say to them, well, Mr. Seller, you want to sell it for 300 and let's assume that it's worth that much and you owe 300 is there a way that you're going to figure out how to compensate me when I do sell your property, such as my commission? Okay, you must say that just to, to that point. Don't be quiet about the fact that you're going to be paid a commission, bring it up at that point. Make sense? Now, if they say, you know what, I never thought about that. Um, gosh, this is a big dilemma. I don't know what to do. 
I'm not going to get into what you could do there and what you should do there in this particular conversation, but it may be something. There may be other things. You just have to listen carefully when you ask your questions. Maybe this doesn't make sense. And frankly, it's better to lose them at that point of your qualifying process than wasting your time on the appointment. I'd rather you go out there and find a new opportunity. I hate to say it, and I don't really like saying it, but it is the, the reality of some situations, and it's okay. Then let's get to this. Qualifying allows you to draw out questions and objections in advance. This is the coolest thing. I love this piece right here because it enables you, when you ask a question, they're going to give you an answer, and they might give you an, they might give you an objection in advance that you're ready and you could prepare for when you get onto your appointment. This will allow you to, to be ready with the answers when you get to those appointments or objections. And remember that knowing this information before you go on that appointment is an extremely powerful position to be in. Now, we should be listing between 70 to 90% of the people that we make a presentation to. And by qualifying intensely, as I'm talking about today, not only ensures that closing percentage, but also can increase it. And I mean that literally. I mean that literally. So qualifying intensely, like I'm speaking of, will ensure that your closing percentages will rise. Now, you might say, well, Mike, you know, if I qualify all these people, uh, what if I have fewer appointments? Well, so what? I'd rather you go on five good appointments than ten waste-of-time appointments, right? Because if you can go in and take four out of five versus two out of ten, what's the better use of your time? Well, ten appointments, wasting my time. I'm going to go on. I've got to spend at least between the drive time, the prep time, the follow-up time, the angst time, the emotional time. I've got two to three, four hours invested just before I even meet these people. Then I've got to go meet them and jibber-jabber for about an hour or two because I didn't qualify them out. And as a result, I need to really spend more time at the meeting rather than getting in and getting out responsibly. Okay? So you're going to be spending less, maybe going on fewer appointments, but you're going to have a higher closing percentage and as a result, take more listings. Rewind back to this point again, okay? And I want you to listen to this segment. The last point here, guys, is this. When qualifying, if the prospect's answers are unclear or seem uncertain or vague, never be afraid to ask for clarification. This is the top salespeople's goal. Looking again, as I said earlier in this recording, looking for clarification getting clarity on what you've asked them. If you hear uncertainty, well, I think I'm moving to Palm Beach versus we're moving to Palm Beach. The think, the think point is not clarification. And Mr. Seller, may I ask you, just out of curiosity, you said you think you'd like to move to Palm Beach. Is there another area that you would consider? Well, we're thinking about Boca or we're thinking about Fort Lauderdale or we're thinking about Key West. We're just really not sure. Well, ideally, and you, now here's a clarifying question. Ideally, if you had a magic wand, waved it over your situation, where would you really like to be with a big smile on your face? Because they can feel you smiling on the phone. Well, you know, Mike, at the end of the day, we'd really love to be in the keys. Okay, perfect. Not a problem. Again, guys, you're just clarifying uncertainty. 
words that sound uncertain, responses that are ambiguous, vague. Un, you just you can tell it's you know I'm not really sure. And you've got to take off your brain here, and I'll get there in a second. You've got to make sure that you're very clear about this and going through this process. And then the last point here, guys, which is not on my notes, which I'm reading from right now, all right, is this. In order to help you better qualify people, to better have the dialogue and the conversations that are absolutely critically important for you and your client to have, don't be attached to the outcome. This is the failure of most salespeople who have great potential because they're overly concerned about sounding perfect and about you know looking good and making that commission and oh my god I'm in rapture because I finally got an appointment after 400,000 phone calls and somebody said yes and I don't want to get overwhelmed and lose this thing so end up doing something that is opposite of what you should be doing when you're attached to outcomes we lose focus on the present conversation that we're in. I'm thinking if I ask this question that they're not gonna, you're not going to let me come in for the appointment. Your focus on that thought is on the appointment rather than finding out the true needs, wants, and desires of the customers. It disables your ability to clearly listen and articulate your responses in the moment of that conversation. Forget the appointment. Forget the commission. It might be good and it might be great and you might have been your one call, one appointment that you haven't had in six months. I don't care. What I care about for you is to get the best result from the time that you're invested with these people. And the best thing that you can do for yourself is know what to ask. We'll get into that in another recording. But more importantly, don't be attached to the outcome. Be present when you're asking qualifying questions so you can listen carefully and you can respond authoritatively and you're going to be the very best that you can be for yourself and for your prospect. All right? So that's it, guys, for right now. I hope this made sense. A little bit long, but you know what? This is short compared to a long-term prosperous career for you in your business because if you don't do this there's a price you're going to pay and that price might be leaving the business because you're not making enough money or you're spending time on things that are frivolous and waste of time opportunities for you qualify your people get intimate with them they'll respect you you'll separate yourself from everybody else and you're going to win more often as you play your game all right, guys, thanks so much for your time. Go have a great day. Got any questions, comments, thoughts, let me know. I'm here to help you out in any way that I can. Talk to you later.